like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. Good evening. Tonight we're going to be talking about Ghosts of Mars, a John Carpenter movie, which I had no idea existed. This is Zayford's pick. Very interesting that I thought I knew quite a fair bit about John Carpenter, but I didn't know anything about this film. It's a it's hidden a, classic. It's a very strange film. <laughs> um, a dystopian film set in Mars, basically depicting an overthrowing of, uh, well, people being turned into crazy like, beings No, they get possessed by, they get possessed by the Martian ghosts. The mist. We'll just call it the mist because let's face it, it doesn't look like a ghost, it looks like a mist. Mm, yeah, but it's the spirit of the ghosts. Has Ice Cube in it? As well as Jason Statham, two movie characters. Were they? Are they? Ever, have they ever been in anything else ever? Like together? Together? No, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I I remember when you first told me about this movie. I was I got really excited because I thought it was Ice T, and then I realised it was Ice Cube, and I was like, all right, this could work. And my God, honestly, Jason Statham, I just. I can't stand him. Like, he's just... <laughs> he just plays the same character in every single frickin' movie. I've just I mean, liked him ever slightly since... slightly different in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. But it's like... It, there's no... There, yeah, but there's no... There's no, like, depth to anything he plays, is there? Let's be oh, honest. Oh, no, there's no, like, real emotion. I suppose that's kind of, like, the the reality of like largely spending your acting career in action right you don't really mm. get a deeper in a narrative monologue whatever to like, he can do some comedies like i think he did like an action comedy at one point but i wouldn't ever see him do like a drama film imagine Probably. if he did i mean hell if he if he could surprise us with a drama film I'd probably sit and watch it. I think the most dramatic you're going to get from Jason Statham is probably Crank. I don't think he'll... <laughs> I don't think that's dramatic. That's just off the walls. Insane. I love Crank. And then the second one's even worse. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just... It's interesting because... Um, Ghost of Mars, I just kept on putting it up against uh Tommy Wiseau's The Room and it really it really felt that way from the off cut like was it like about 10 15 minutes into the movie I was like I'm not taking this movie seriously you know um it's not a bad boob of a movie it's literally supposed to be satirical and silly a common misconception with like The Room is that they like obviously as we just we just spoke about this before we started recording tommy wiseau is like really wrongly portrayed in the disaster artist not in the sense that he's like a hugely 
um, off the wall character, but in that he really wanted to create a masterpiece. He didn't want to do that with the room. He wanted to be as outrageous, outrageously satirical as possible and have it put down in cinematic history and have his name carved in that way. It's kind of like a self-defeating... I can't even explain it. It's kind of like, you know that you're not going to be able to top the greats. Like, you know, the, the, the really amazing movies that are solidified... Like, a lot mm. of the spots have been taken for classics. So you have to kind of carve out a way of getting yourself into cinematic history. And a lot of people have started to do that with satirical takes on genres. And Tommy Wiseau did that with, you know, the r- romance with, with The Room. And it seems that John Carpenter did this with Ghosts of Mars. And it, it But it's funny because... I don't... Is Ghosts of Mars extremely popular? Because I I would suggest that more people would know The Room than they would Ghosts of Mars. I I feel like more people know The Room purely because of people actually talking about it. Hmm. Whereas Ghosts of Mars, as far as I'm aware, I've not really spoken to many people that have, like, heard of it, never mind seeing it. It's just one of those... It's... So this is one of those weird films that my dad showed me when I was like younger, <laughs> like probably when it came out. To be fair, okay. And I've just—it's just been like a guilty pleasure since. And it's just because it's so stupid and over the top at certain points. You got but, any? Yeah. You got any favorite lines from the movie? Um, no, not particularly. There's nothing that really stands out in terms of lines. My personal favorite is. Bitch, shut up! I'm about to cut your tits off. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, I mean that is pretty good. Sorry, actually, yeah. bitch, shut up! I'm about to cut your titties off, and then she literally like completely annihilates this. Like she puts him in like this hold that's just so unrealistic for her size and stature. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure self defense works in in wonderful ways, and yeah, but it doesn't logistically. It wouldn't have worked, would it? Yeah, she would never have been able to do that to him. <laughs> But yeah, the the whole movie is just um it's a mess, but it's it's a good mess. Like it's 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 enjoyable. Um I think another part of the movie that I really enjoyed was when like they literally so they have to get through this horde of um deranged people that have been engulfed by the mist or the ghosts of Mars and are acting in very peculiar and uh feral ways uh, mm. one of the weirdest things that they include with the like the odd behavior of the the transitioned is that they like um piercing themselves yeah there's a bit of self-harm like, and body modifications and yeah. stuff and it was i found that really fascinating because like i've never i've never seen a film like explicitly overtly say that about like you know, like in Mad Max and stuff like that. Like, obviously, yeah. it's, it's very clearly displayed that like people do that in dystopian, post-apocalyptic times. Mm-hmm. But it was just really interesting to note that it was literally saying like these people do this for this. And I think it was kind of a poke at fun, at, like the the post-apocalyptic like weird body modification thing that always seems to happen. Um, 
uh, yeah, uh, for some reason, a hell of a lot of the men have pierced nipples and pierced God knows what, and it it does go a little bit Hellraiser kinky for a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're like they're like underneath, so they're uh, they're underneath uh, like the rooftops, like the so there's like these buildings that are kind of like le- and they, so they have to get to this train on the other side. Um, on the rooftops is like these flat rooftops. Obviously, they'd have to be flat. I mean, <laughs> it's Mars, right? It's supposed to. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to be like ten-story buildings. <laughs> so they're all stood on top of these buildings with their pierced nipples and their crazy faces and whatever, covered in blood, waving people's heads on sticks and. You yeah, know, they like I, to decapitate a lot of people. Yeah, and, and wielding like we, wielding lots of. Uh, very sharp objects, knives. Just makes they're just like makeshift weapons from all like the mining equipment. Literally, and it's it's just yeah, and and it's all very feral and animalistic and scary. So they're all like teething to get to these people, um, and there must be a group of like I'd say like fifteen of them, like the police officers. Well, yeah, the the marshal officers and and the uh, captives and everybody else is that they've taken from this prison and they have to get to the other side so uh you know they've they've the deputies have kind of said like under martial law you guys are now on our side and we need you to help us get to this train to get to safety so everybody's like right that's what we have to do so they're all out there with guns and they're kind of just like right we've got to get through this we've got to get through this so they get through it and then they get to the other side and they realize there isn't any train and you know ice cube is is quite uh irate at the, uh, Throughout the, the entire film, what you're about. well, yeah, it's not gets, just this point. But but this particular part is, I just I just cackled because it was just like he was like, "You want a plan B?" And she was like, "No, we're sticking to plan A." And he was like, "You know, well, this is what I think of plan A." Um, uh, literally, I can't. Remember. And he starts running down and shooting I everyone. I can't remember for the life of me what he says, but yeah, he literally goes with both both arms just. <laughs> They literally made it across from this horde and he just antagonises this horde, runs right into it and then everybody else that's on that side then runs back into the horde as well and it's yeah. just like the funniest thing because like they made it to the other side with only one of them dying like one of them gets like sliced in the neck by something that someone's, one of them has thrown at him Yeah, and it's like, they like make frisbees it was like a, a guy that had like a really small bit in the movie as well like he literally yeah, it was, was like old, it was the old man prisoner yeah he I like think. died real quick and it was like oh okay well that <laughs> okay fair enough and then yeah it was just it was i just thought that was so funny and just it is so reflective by like the dumb decisions that seem to happen in these movies like yeah i i don't know it, it was quite clever in how that it did manage to make things very satirical but at the same time could be seen as a movie that is somewhat believable like to be taken seriously and you were saying that some people actually do take it seriously so yeah it's like so john has said that people have t- like when it first came out people thought it was supposed to be serious because obviously you expect it to be somewhat serious if it's john carpenter's names on it but he's come out and said that no it's supposed to be over the top and silly it's not supposed to be a serious film. So yeah, people just give it the wrong reaction. Go into it thinking it's going to be dumb. And it is. And just enjoy it. 
But it's a lot of fun. Like, it's not a shit film at all. Oh, no. Like, like I say, it's one of my guilty pleasures. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not even really a guilty pleasure. It's just a film I like. Yeah, no, but um, it is crap. But it's it's enjoyable <laughs> yeah. crap, you know. Like, it's I won't not... put it on my te- top five. No, <laughs> but it, it definitely it definitely got a laugh out of me, and I was I was in a really shitty mood actually, and it, it was funny. You know, it cheered me up. It made me feel. It, it was it was fun. It was fun to watch. So. See, I keep showing you all these amazing films that make you happy. Demons, Ghost of Mars. I'm sure I can pull something else out at some point. Well, it dragged me to hell. You definitely pulled out your asshole. <laughs> it was the uh, biggest piece of shit ever. As you can tell, Katie still doesn't like drag me to hell. Oh, hate drag me to hell. I hope they do a sequel. Just Why? to annoy you. No, so we can cover come it. on. <laughs> but it's got to be one movie that you really hate that I really like that we have to do. I don't know. We'll, I'm sure we'll come to it eventually. Is there anything that springs to mind, like, right away? No. Because, like, I really... Like, the movies I hate are, like, just genuinely bad. Like, really low-budget shit films. So, I can't think of anything particular. I think some of the lower-budget movies are some of the best. Yeah, well, I watched this film called uh, Dawn of the Beast, and it was a bag of dog shit. (laughs) Which sounds like it was a bag of dog shit. It's about uh, Wendy Girls and Bigfoot. It's really not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we need to talk about Ghost of Mars. So did you know that Courtney Love was supposed to be the main woman? No, was she? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tell me about Appar- this. I, f- I think she injured herself or she had like conflict, uh, scheduling conflict. So they had to like uh, cast her out, uh, recast her, show her. That's such a shame. I don't know. I feel like Connie Love would be too distracting. <laughs> what do you mean? In the sense that because she's like a name. Rather than... Because this woman, I think the only thing I know her from is Species. If you I mean, remember she's, those She's like queen of trash and grunge, you know? Like, she would have fitted perfectly in this movie. And that's, like, one of the first things I said to you about this movie. I was like, nice soundtrack, Zayford. Like, I'm enjoying the music. Apparently, like, Anthrax did all the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I was wondering why I was digging it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, like, yeah, I love the music. I thought the music was brilliant. I think the whole movie played, like, a, a metal album, to be honest. Kind of like the, it's kind of like the thing you would imagine when listening to metal. Yeah, it's it's like, well, apparently um, John Carpenter was like listening to a lot of Metallica when he was filming it, so he he got like the idea to do it sort of like that. But who knows? And also, uh, Jason Statham was originally supposed to be um, Desolation Williams. What a name, eh? Desolation. Mm. How many people and in the I world do you think are called Desolation? Do you think there are more people in the world called Desolation than there are Zayford? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a weird country where people are just casually called Desolation. Immolation, Desolation. Um, Migration. Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, just really stupid stuff. There's like some triplet somewhere called Desolation, Immolation and Annihilation. <laughs> 
but uh, I don't think Jason Statham would have suited those, those pants. Nah. Nah. No, Ice Cube played the role really well, actually. Um, I, I felt like he w- it was cast right. Um, could I imagine Ice-T doing the role better? No. This isn't Ice-T, this is his little brother, Ice Cube. Yeah, but you, I just love Ice-T, you know. And before anyone says anything, no, I'm not being serious, yes, it's a joke. <laughs> I, don't I don't think they're related. <laughs> I don't think anyone would get offended by that. I don't know, there's always people that are like, oh, you're being racist. Hmm. No. What did you think of Big Daddy? Big Sorry. Daddy's the main bad guy. I'm chewing. Hold on. Oh my days. I'm eating lettuce, so I don't want so, it So, you're not even being professional. I'm hungry. Hungry. <laughs> you had a roast dinner just before we started recording this. That's I'm not having, the point. I'm having some coleslaw, which <laughs> so is like... Point. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm sorry. I haven't eaten. You should schedule your time and... Uh... I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Between um, changing nappies and having a absolutely chaotic, awful life, I don't really remember to eat. So mm, I don't blame you. It's fine. <laughs> so apparently, also John Carpenter quit Hollywood after this film for a little bit. Why? Because it, he says he was burnt out from like making films and stuff because he'd pretty much done it straight from like the late seventies to a. Uh, the early 2000s, I guess. So how well did this do in the uh, box office, then? (laughs) Not well at all. (laughs) Really? Oh, dear. Well, so apparently it had a budget of 28 million. Oh, wow, okay. That was a bit too much. Mm. And it only made 14. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's not ideal. Uh, If I had seen it in a cinema... I'd have been very happy, I think, because <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, I wonder why it bombed so much. You see, you say like, oh, Courtney Love would have been a distraction. Maybe it would have been necessary, you know? I think it just bombed because I think people are expecting some a lot more serious. Mm. And it's like, because obviously it's John Carpenter, he's done Halloween, he's done The Fog, he's done The Thing, he's done all these like big films. And then you look at this and it's like, you expect it to be one of these, like one of the next big classics, I guess. Or at Which least is... an attempt at one. Yeah, like maybe not quite a classic, but something slightly fallen short. Hmm. But I guess people just weren't happy for a, a fun, entertaining film. Yeah, we were talking about that before, weren't we? About horror snobs. Like, oh, yeah. Th- there are just, it's. It's something that's been like a recurring theme throughout horror. Um, like it's like I would say it's something that really started emerging in the eighties and seventies when exploitation movies were coming out. Like exceptionally poor quality movies were coming out, and um, a lot of people kind of felt like a line had to be drawn somewhere where, like, oh well, a, you know, trash movie. Um, I think it kind of really began there and then gradually there's just been this erosion of you know appreciativeness of horror and it's just sort of been replaced by um there has to be like a very clear frame 
that horror movies are in and if they don't fall within that frame they're trash and mm. it's not really fair or ethical to to look at any movie that way but you 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 see it all the time like take the latest halloween for example like people think that that some some people say absolutely shit not not worth it blah 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 um, the same thing with the latest Scream. Absolutely shit. Not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. And take it. And it's the exact same for the new Texas. Right. Like Some you people know. are like, nope. Some people are like, yeah. And you were like, well, first of all, it was straight to Netflix. So what were you expecting? <laughs> yeah, going with like a very low tolerance as is if it's gone straight to Netflix. Right. And like, it... I think yeah. I think that people have like these ridiculous expectations and the truth is that you really can't appease everyone and I've certainly had to learn that in my life at least uh recently like you know you're always going to have somebody who doesn't like you or doesn't agree with you and that's fair but there just just seem to be like this growing trend of snobbery in horror that I, I really don't think I really I really don't think there's a point to it you know like some people are pretty much all right with Sleepaway Camp 3 and, and trash movies and other people are just like no it's not acceptable it's crap it's rubbish and it is it's a shame that um we do ha- ha- everything has to have an art house deeper meaning to it and if it doesn't then what's the point I yeah, don't yeah everything has to be at A24 mm. and I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that I think sometimes I mean we I remember we we brushed upon this with uh what was it malignant we were talking yeah. about like you know movies are supposed to be fun and it's <laughs> sometimes people don't want to sit and pull apart a movie and look at the deeper societal socio-economic meanings like example clockwork orange whatever sometimes mm. people just want to have fun some people sometimes people just want to enjoy the movies and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and i think providing entertainment for people is it's on a lot of different layers you know there there are those movies that cost so much money um the stories like lukewarm at best but because they have like all that money behind them and they have like this big following there's the there's always there's always someone that will pick on the story and not the effort or the money that's gone into it or <laughs> etc et so you know it just goes on and on and you just kind of get to the point where it's just like well you go do it then you make it if you if you if you're so if you're so if you so clued in with with uh script writing and uh cinematography and uh how a movie should present itself then you freaking do it then you know like i don't i don't think that people really understand like how much effort it takes to make a movie like it's really not as um, easy as people would like to believe it is obviously you're having to also pay for people to be there as well like nobody's working for free well most people don't anyway so like you know a lot of people aren't making movies for you to hate them they're making them because they want to make money off of them and they know that they're not going to make money off of a pile of crap so a lot of people don't want to purposefully make a crap film they put a lot of effort into it you know and unless you're Tommy Wiseau uh, well I (laughs) I really feel like he did that I I feel like he did it on purpose I do I feel like um I feel like the room is like 
it's absolutely not it was not accidental what he did like there's just too there's too much of it to just to, to be suggestive of like anyone anyone who had taken a basic film class or even seen a, you know more than five films would know not to shoot a movie like that i don't think tommy wiseau is the type of person that is so um socially okay. bankrupt that he wouldn't know how how that would look to other people yeah i, I just don't so the fact that John Carpenter can so overtly say now, well, you know, this is for fun, and, and it, at least there's honesty to that. Um, Tommy Wiseau obviously ran on the coattails of the infamy of it. Well, it was supposed to be a, a serious movie, hmm. and then obviously in the disaster artist with James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen. Well, I hate Seth Rogen. Um, <gasps> no, I'm not a fan. Uh, Why do you hate Seth Rogen? I just, do you know what it is? Do you want to know what it is? Is it the laugh? It's his laugh. It absolutely is. How did you know that? I hate Cause his it, laugh. Because you either love him for his laugh or you hate him for his I laugh. That's the only reason. It. I don't know why. I just do. It really gets under my skin. I know that I sounds... Love, I love Seth Rogen. It's, uh, what, what do you like about him? I just think he's just funny. What's your favourite movie with him in it? Uh, either This Is The End or... Um, Pineapple Express. The other, what was the other one? This is the end of Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Okay, Pineapple Express is fair. Like for its time, it was okay. Um, Although Bad Neighbors is pretty good. Mm. Can we just do a Patreon about Seth Rogen films? Is that <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, Why are we going to do all the Kevin Smith films? We to do all the. Seth Rogen ones. Um, doing Kevin Smith's like filmography would be far more interesting than doing that. Seth Rogen. Right, it's all it's all dick and fart and stun jokes. And middle-aged man who's kind of cute, kind of chubby, kind of not, kind of funny, kind of not, kind of pothead, kind of not, kind of into all kinds of drugs, kind of doesn't have a fucking personality. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. You, so, so for most of that, you would pretty much describe in both of them. No, but like Jay, <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen is just not. Hey, no, Kevin Smith has depth to him. Don't don't talk about Kevin Smith that way. I am like I am like a huge. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I think he's got he. I got he's got heaps of layers, and he's actually very talented as a scriptwriter and as a director. I think that. Um, I mean, yeah, we we could we could talk all day about Bogma. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it's just the Kevin Smith podcast. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's got seven of them already. I just I love Kevin Smith. I think that he's got like uh, he he has a lot to offer film, and the way that he portrays characters in such an honest and hilarious way is just great. You know, he's genuinely funny. I think Seth Rogen relies too much on dare I say it, Family Guy culture, which is kind of like mm, yeah, I get what you mean, a cheapo not so funny you know mm. don't get me wrong when i was younger i used to love family guy i am one of those people that says I've oh i've family guy in 10 years same um i, I lost interest because like uh, they handed over their writers to other people who didn't really understand what family guy was supposed to be about and it stopped being about like random cutaways and they started adding these really unnecessary layers to the characters that they didn't need to add you know yeah like for instance like 
Peter and Lois, like, they're in a marriage and they love each other, right? For some yeah, reason they started to add, oh, well, they're actually in a resentful marriage and they really hate each other and there's all this underlying emotional abuse and they, they really can't stand one another. And it's like, why? Why did you do that? What's the point of that? You can argue, like, character evolution, but, like... Development, yeah. It's not funny, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I didn't. I don't find it funny. I and I. Another thing, like, and then, with uh, the dog Brian, like making him really unnecessarily political, like making him like really liberal, yeah. liberal and stuff. Like, what was the point in that? Um, I know that these things are supposed to be somewhat of like a reflection on societal norms, like being that they're supposed to be about a family, but the only thing that I can honestly say about Seth MacFarlane overall with both of uh, American Dad and uh, Family Guy, like American Dad's pretty much the only one that's that's really still going strong in my opinion um, I don't think Family Guy really evolved in a, in a good way I don't I've, I've not watched either of them for a while I, I've, I've watched I've, I watched a fair bit of it like, I tried. I tried getting back into um, Family Guy and American Dad, and I watched like one episode of each, and I was just like, "Nah, I'm okay. It's, I'm I'm over it." Because it's not funny anymore, you know. No. It's not. It's not funny, and it's. It's. Uh, I think that uh, uh, that part part of the issue is the the evolution, the development of the characters, and like the the evolution of the story of like the. The, pro- the the program in general like it's not it's a, it, like the, one of the reasons why Family Guy was so funny is because it was so random and now it kind of feels very like measured in, in, in a sense yeah. that it's kind of predictable I guess maybe you can't run with that kind of formula for a show for like an extended period of time to be fair Family Guy's been going for a really long time but you take South Park, for example, um, still as funny as yeah, the beginning. South Park's still pretty good. It's still as funny as the beginning, and they managed to keep. They managed to keep like the whole thing of like talking about society and all of that, like within South Park, without like completely ruining the show. You know, like they did, yeah. they they changed the characters somewhat of Cartman. They made him oversensitive, but they they made it in a way that you know was hilarious. You know, so we felt like we could enjoy being and Cartman being the butt end of people's jokes because we hate Cartman, right? And it, it you know, it 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 was like they did it. I would just I would just say that Matt Stone and Trey Parker had a way of developing characters in a way that wasn't so overtly cheap and it just kind yeah. of it kind of feels like family guy just a lot of people say that they sold out a lot of people kind of say that often and i don't think it's selling out so much as like they didn't evolve right it didn't develop right but no and they also recycle the jokes a lot it's all the same stuff yeah, and and that you like I said, there's there's only so much, there's only so far you can get with that kind of formula, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, South Park could have easily carried on ke- killing Kenny forever, but thankfully they stopped that. It still happens from time to time. 
Yeah, but it's not like every episode like it used to be. Like mm. in the first what, like five seasons, it was like every episode. Mm. And I was like, that's a bit much. It's, well, de- it it's definitely iconic. something I'd love to discuss, like um, South Park, because like yeah, I I've been watching South Park since I was really little, and I you know I think South Park is some of the best animation that there is, like in terms of script writing and and stuff. Uh, mm. okay, like the following it has speaks for itself it's infamy speaks for itself I think that we'll be talking about South Park a lot longer than we'll be talking about Family Guy for instance say in about 50 years time Yeah. or maybe not maybe we won't be talking about any of it who am I to say what's relevant I just feel that South Park I mean, has, has more of a pertinence in, I, think, I think it has more of a longativity than Family Guy does I don't know but then it's been going it's still going isn't it and they even yeah. had, they even had that weird side show as well, the Cleveland show. Yeah, the Cleveland Brown show. I was just no. <laughs> I didn't even bother watching that one. I watched a bit of it, and I was like, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't get it. Yeah, it was okay. It's just like Cleveland wasn't like the most interesting character in the first place. No, he wasn't. So the Joe Swanson show would have been interesting. If anything, okay. I want to see the uh, Quagmire show. That would literally just be fucking bitches flying planes. Exactly, it'd be so much more <laughs> raunchier. It'd just be like like the adventures of Quagmire where it's just getting laid every other episode. Mm. Probably be difficult not to change, turn that into some kind of soap opera though, you know? I'm sure they could figure it out. I, I remember that, like in one of the more recent episodes of Family Guy, they actually uh, did a, like a Tinder thing and they were saying like uh, Quagmire downloaded Tinder and he got like addicted to it and again just like really strange how they developed it that he was like in love with Lois or was he and then he's just obs- yeah just he was kind of like crude and obsessed with sex in like at the beginning but now they've yeah. kind of just like made it like that's literally it is there's and then what? And then about his dad wanting to transition to a woman. Oh no, he did transition to a woman. I know. And then like Brian fucked him, and it was just <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, what is this about? I actually like that episode. All that like those like two episodes. They're quite funny. I do like the fight. I have to admit. Because like, then, then at he's the like, end, hey, he's like, I hey, fucked your dad. I fucked your dad. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I admit that, but it, a lot of a lot. I just kind of think that like a lot of the choices is just like why, you know. I think um, that was the last time I actually properly laughed at Family Guy. <laughs> because because it's deadpan jokes like that, like like buttons that like are funny, um, yeah. and like fart jokes and. Um, I don't mind s- fart jokes, but silly, when it's silly. like every second yeah silly jokes are funny occasionally but sometimes you need that ridiculous you need those that ridiculous wordology um like one one of my favorite things one of my favorite skits from family guy is when they there's like this cutaway where it says where peter goes to lois no lois horses are terrible people and it just cuts to this old lady who's like sitting in her living room on an, on her in her armchair, like drinking a cup of tea. And then all of a sudden, she like grabs her throat and goes, "Ah, oh, murder, murder!" And then it just like cuts away to a horse, like looking through the window, just like. 
Okay. And like that's not even, but because it's because of like the the word like you know horses are terrible people. If you like reference that to somebody, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, fun, Family Guy. That's funny, you know. Mm. If you keep doing fart jokes, it's like, oh, remember that time when um, Peter farted on Meg, and they're just like, what time? Like, there's, like, 50, 100 million of them. Yeah, I think, like, the only <laughs> one I can remember is, like, when they all drink Ipecac and just start throwing up all over each other. Oh, yeah. That's, another, like, one of the only other episodes I can remember. The, another one that I thought was really funny is, do you remember when uh, Peter fell down the stairs? Which one? And he, I feel <laughs> like he's done it a couple of times. <laughs> See what I mean, which one? Um, the bit where he, like, falls down the stairs and there's just, like, expletives down every step and he's like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't remember that one. The only one I remember is when it falls, like, from the opening. I think it may be the opening, I don't know. Oh, and there's there's that other bit. Do you remember when he has a stroke and, like, he, like, he puts the radio on and he's, like, driving in his car and it's, like, um, REM's The End of the World? And it's goes, yeah. it goes, run around, run around, run around, you know, because that's literally how the song goes. And then he's yeah. like, it's the end of the world as we know it. And then bang, smashes into a tree. And then there's a fucking bunch of um, regatta, like rowers coming past and they just go stroke, stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so I say I don't like Family Guy, but... I do. There are a few ones that I I really like, but that's that, those are like older episodes, so whatever. Yeah, that's gonna say most of the ones we spoke about are like fairly old. Mm. They've got to be before like twenty thirteen at least. Most mm. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what did you think of Big Daddy? I didn't. You're not like Big Daddy. No. Why not? Well, what did you think of him? I thought he looked kind of cool. Go on. That's it. That's it. I just think it's kind of cool. Could have been more involved in the film, right? Mm. Although it kind of was at the end until he got blown up. Kind of reminded me of my ex, to be honest. But maybe that's why you don't think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. The screaming. The long yeah. hair, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The dickheadness. Hey. Anyway. Yeah, it that I'm actually really surprised that it bombed so much at the box office. Like, well, it came out in 2001. What I don't know if there was any other big films in 2001, horror-wise. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. No. Has if it does, it probably can't be that good. No. Has an IMDb score of uh, 4.9, 23 and 24 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, people don't like this film apparently. Has it got what? What is that? Um, the raspberries. Did it get a raspberry? Do you know? Um, not that I know of. I I, I love that the golden the good old razzies. The razzies, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it did. I don't know if they were doing it all the time. I think the raspberries, they were introduced in the late 90s I'm pretty sure. When was this movie released? 2001 2001 Hmm. Possibly. I may have to look up when that was established because I think it was the 90s 
And just have a little looky loo. But yeah, I mean, I can't seem to find anything about it. But who knows? I could. The only thing I can presume it would get nominated for is um, like the worst film. But Wikipedia doesn't say anything about Razzies. Okay, so I just googled when were ras- the raspberries invented, and apparently 1600 is when we discovered the fruit raspberries. So, you're welcome. I don't think that's what Google was supposed to tell you. No. So, the raspberries were introduced on the 31st of March in 1981. So, they've been around for a while, actually. I didn't, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't even know they were still doing them. They're currently on the 42nd Golden Raspberry Awards. I wonder who Christ. will be up this year. Not a clue. But, yeah, uh, Ghost of Mars didn't win anything. I don't think it was nominated either. So, yeah. It can't be that bad if it's not being nominated for a Razzie. Ooh. Apparently the nominees for this year, one of them is the new Space Jam, A New Legacy. Is that fair, oh. do you feel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's such a bad film. Because it's half-term, they're actually showing um, 90s like kids' movies in the cinema. And one of okay, them is the original Space see... Jam, and I actually... Yeah, go see the original. It's so I actually better. am. I actually am. I'm really excited about it. My daughter That's so much has... better than the sequel, my God. We did actually go see the new one. Um, I took her and her friend, and yeah, it wasn't... It was okay, but... I got it with means of Buccaneers. streamed it i didn't want to pay for it i was like fuck that that's fair i think it's now i think it's on now tv now yeah but when it originally came out i was like i'm not paying for it It looks it honestly looks terrible so the golden raspberries this year have uh diana the musical yeah i'm not shocked never even knew that was a thing there's about four different diana films this year really yeah i think there's that one there's the one with kirsten stewart um, there's another one, I think. There's at least three. Is it because it's it's the 25th anniversary, isn't it, of her death? She died in 1997. Yeah, I feel like there's about a million films about Diana. Plus, we've got The Crown. <laughs> I know nothing. Sick of that. Diana. Uh, <laughs> Infinite. I don't know what that is. Karen. We've got Mark Wahlberg in. I don't know what that is. Karen uh, is about an angry Karen. No, is it the, really? The Karen. Yeah, it's literally about a woman. That's it, being a Karen. I don't know if she's called Karen in the film, but it's... I can't think of a name. Like, if you look up the actress, you'll know her from, like, Orange is the New Black and probably something else. Oh, okay. Hold on. Karen is a 2021 American dark comedy crime thriller film written and directed by Coke Daniels and starring Taryn Manning. Is that who you mean? Maybe. Taryn Manning. Is it like yes, a, a woman? Yes, she is. Yeah. She is. Um... She's in everything. She's, she's in, like, she's like you'll recognize her face. Kaniki in, in yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Like you'll recognize her face if you. Yeah, I did. As soon as I clicked on it, I knew who she was. It's, just, it's been a while since I watched Orange is the New Black. So, yeah. But yeah, Taryn Manning is in it. So, is she, she must be the Karen then, does she? Yeah, she's the Karen. She's actually the producer. 
of uh, this movie as well. It's really interesting. I, I never even heard of this before. Is it? Have you I watched remember it? Is it like, any good? No, I've not watched it. I saw the trailer and I was like, that looks not Awful. good. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, it's bad enough seeing videos on the internet of, like, people actually being like that. Never mind someone wanted to act like that. But, yeah, who knows? What else is nominated? Uh, that's it. So, uh, did I say... So, yeah, Space Jam... Infinite, Karen, Karen yeah. Diana, the musical, and the woman in the window. Oh, that's that. Um, Didn't we? we it, was that, that on the Amy... list of like films we should watch? No, um, not that. that. I don't think that was. I f- it might have been actually. It's one with Amy Adams in, where she's like uh, agoraphobic and she can't go out. <laughs> right. So okay. she like witnesses. So she supposedly witnesses a murder from her window in the apartment across the street, and she like it all becomes like thriller esque. But I've not watched it. It was. I'm produced, pretty sure it was on Netflix. Produced by Fox Two Thousand Pictures, the last film released under the label. The film was originally scheduled to be theatrically released by 20th Century Fox and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures in October 2019, but was delayed to May 2020 due to re-editing after poor test screenings. The theatrical release was later cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic and its rights were sold to Netflix, which released the film on May 14, 2021. Upon release, the film received mixed to negative reviews from critics, with most criticism aimed at Wright's direction and the screenplay, but the cast earned some praise. Interesting, because actually the Golden Raspberries, uh, I think they actually have worst actor as someone in... It's probably Amy Adams, because that's the only one I recognise in the film. Hmm. But I don't know. Actually, I'm wrong. They didn't. So the the Golden Raspberries haven't named a terrible actor or actress in the Woman in the Window, but they've put that up for uh, worst screenplay as well. But yeah. Yeah, it didn't look great when I saw it. Like, I uh, I could trailer for it ages ago. I wonder what people do with their raspberries when they get them. Um, I don't know. I think and I think the only person that's actually claimed one is Halle Berry. And Tom yeah, Green, apparently. Like, yeah, they're, she's, they're the only ones that have like turned up and actually like collected it. Tom Green, Halle Berry, Sandra Bullock, Michael Ferris, and J.D. Shapiro. Paul Ver- Verhoeven. Verhoeven. <laughs> Eight-time Oscar winner Alan Menken. Denise D'Souza, Fifty Shades of Grey producers Dana Brunetti, Dana Brunetti of, and Michael DeLucia, to be fair. Um... Fifty Shades of Grey is a terrible movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I've not watched any of them, and I don't particularly want to. To not look interesting. I don't even think Alicia's watched them. At least I hope not. It says that like a lot of people don't agree with the Golden Raspberries because like they don't actually have to watch the films to give the award. Like the people on the panel, which kind of that's kind of. That, that kind of defeats fair. the object, yeah. Yeah, that kind of that doesn't seem very fair at all. I thought um, you could just nominate any film and then be like, yeah, as long as we get enough nominations, sort of thing. Mm. Mm. But then again, some of the films they do nominate are just dog shit. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Halle Berry was it was uh, Catwoman, was it? Catwoman, yeah. Yeah. 
Good old Catwoman. Uh, what was Tom? Gr- what was uh, that for Tom Green? Was that Freddy Got Fingered? I would presume so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I re- recognize him from. Hmm. Yeah, Tom Green has really... He's not really done anything for a while, I don't think. Yep. He has disappeared. I mean, Freddy Got Fingered is not a terrible film. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> the backwards man, the backwards man. <laughs> Gonna talk Tom the backwards man. Green is 50 years old now. He is 1.9 meters high. <laughs> okay. And apparently, still single. He was married to Drew Barrymore for a year in 2001 till 2002. No idea what that was about. Uh, I guess bit- it was just a, a summer thing. A boot, of course, because he is Canadian. Um, mm. Yeah, so he, he had his own show on MTV. So it was in quite a lot of like teen movies, like Road Trip, uh, Charlie's Angels. Now, obviously, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Freddy Got Fingered is probably the most famous he ever got. Oh my god, he was on Celebrity Big Brother in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> What? Uh, I presume that's the American one. Then. Yeah, but still, like, what? I feel like I kind of well watch that now. Yeah, me too. I wonder how far. I don't even like how far did he get? I want to see this. Don't spoil it if you're gonna watch it. Um, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently on the 21st of February, 2019. Um, he became a United States citizen and then on the July the 18th 2021 so two years later just over he decided to live in Canada <laughs> okay so two years so apparently he lived he he lived in LA for a long time but he wasn't a citizen until mm. 2019 and, and he apparently lived on a 100 acre property and then he's just decided to move back last year so Fair enough. Let the Canadians have him. Can I take um, Chad Kroger back as well? <laughs> and uh, Justin Bieber. Mm. Well, Justin Bieber, I don't think he'll ever fade away into obscurity. No, but we can always remember him getting shot on CSI. So Tom Green, he's still um, he's still like very active on Instagram. So it would seem. It seems that Freddie got fingered is also like one of the reasons why he was quote unquote cancelled. <laughs> one of the top things when searching for Tom Green is is Tom Green still weird? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to ask that about someone then yes they probably still are so where did Tom Green go rather than give up and stop making things so this is an article from Ranker Tom Green transitioned out of his role on MTV into something that paved the way for modern entertainment Tom Green can be found performing stand up comedy across the world and he still dabbles with his rapping career so that's something he had he, a rapping career. He had a rapping career, and apparently he oh. still has a rapping career. So that would be something to to check out one day. I I do not 
Did not know that. Apparently there was also a man in Utah that was in prison for polygamy called Tom Green. Well, not quite the same guy then. <laughs> so that there's like there's literally like a thing that's like, where is Tom Green the polygamist now? <laughs> oh, okay. Americans are very nosy and very interested in the wrong stuff, so it would seem. I mean, have you seen their politics? Let's not go there. <laughs> Thing, and I can't say anything actually I was just as bad but yes uh, you know going you know we've gone way way off track from Ghosts of Mars but you you got to admit you got to give it to John Carpenter uh, of course it would be John Carpenter that made this movie because of the soundtrack obviously Halloween soundtrack is a classic um I, I, I know we've already mentioned the, the soundtrack to this movie, but yeah, it was solid. It was really good. And to know that Anthrax did it too, or played mm. a big part of it, was, was it could awesome. Be worse. We could have watched um, Vampires. What's wrong with that? Have you never seen Vampires? Uh, Which Vampires is this? The John Carpenter one. No, I haven't seen it. Duh, it's worse than this. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. It's got um, James Woods in it. Okay. And it's not very good. 1998 Vampires. I see memes about this. Yeah, because it's not good. I've seen memes. It's 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 done better than uh, Ghost of Mars in critique, though. Interestingly, IMDb is 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes 42. Amazon UK. Mm. <laughs> they that's that's not that's not a statistical thing to look at. Like when it comes to reviews. Uh, like, I'd rather watch Ghost of Mars than Vampires. I think Vampires is terrible. Okay. I've never seen it before, but I have I have seen memes of it, so that is definitely something I will be adding to my watch list. Although, you have to pay to rent it, so maybe not. <laughs> Just go buy it from CEX. It's probably cheaper than renting it. Ah, good old CEX. Great, great <laughs> if you're not looking for something. <laughs> If you if you're not going if you're not going in there with a plan, it's fantastic. But uh, see, you, I usually go in. I usually have a gander, see if there's any like horror films, and end up spending like fifteen quid on like five films. Yeah, it's it's a great it's, it is a good store, but like I wouldn't rely on them to like pull something out for you that like oh yes we we know exactly unless it's like a recent release that like they have a few of they won't have yeah. a clue where it is like well, it, it's absolutely. It's absolutely organised chaos in there. Like, they make it look like they have organisation in there, but they don't. At least not in my store, anyway. Like, they, you know how it's, like, supposed to be alph- alphabetized and stuff? Like, it's not. I don't... Yeah. Just because it is doesn't mean that they're even in that place. It's, yeah. If it has an A at the beginning of its name, it gets lamped onto one shelf and you've just got to sift through them. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, they're roughly in the right order. Kind of. <laughs> kind of really not or just like hidden somewhere something it, it depends someplace. how late into the day they are I think at the beginning of the day they're usually in order mm. depends how many people are being in and switch, switch them all around alright well this week we've been talking about Ghosts of Bars um, next week is actually my pick I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to pick yet but it's going to be Ooh, fun it's exciting. Um, yes I've got up. two picks for to com- coming up so I'm excited about that but yeah We will see you next week. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.